White, flowing fabric and sweaty, glistening flesh collided, then swam together before her eyes. Everything swirled like a sexual whirlpool all around, inviting her to dive into its carnal depths. Her brain could no longer keep up with what she saw. The contents of her stomach pitched, and her body swooned. Suddenly, a smooth satin hand came to her rescue and slipped around her elbow, and somehow the uneasiness evaporated instantly. A woman with dark, piercing eyes and long, wavy blonde hair stood at her side. Let's not get carried away just yet. The woman wore a floor-length, scantily-cut toga that cascaded down and whispered over her milky skin, her small, dark areolas visible beneath the thin fabric. Welcome, she said with soft seduction. Hypnotized. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Smashwords. Hello and welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks podcast. This is Rose Carraway. As most of you know, Abbott and Costello is my new official sponsor. And to celebrate, I would like to declare today Worldwide Dildo Day. Woohoo! You've all heard that the 50s went hysterical. But I would like to remind you that it's because of those big sponsors like Martin and Lewis that enable us podcasters to keep getting our stuff out to you. Here's what I need for you guys to do. Let's celebrate Worldwide Dildo Day together by going to Mexico to pick up the world's first van made entirely of marijuana. You've got your jellies, your cyber skins, your double ciders, dildos with or without balls, big or small heads, veins or slick, dildos in the shapes of fists or hands, and even glass dildos. Which, by the way, if you're interested in the glass variety, there is a beautiful glass dildo with a pretty little red rose at the tip. Wink, wink. When you use the Kiss Me Quick special code, you get... Pulled over by the cops, man. What? The special code you need to enter so that... Cheech and Chong, the original High Riders... ...knows that you heard their ad here is... Do you expect to see any violence here today? If you love the show, please vote with your wallet. So get yourself a new dildo in honor of Worldwide Dildo Day. And now... Succubus, Part 3. After another grueling, sex-repressed week, Fran announced that she and Justin were officially an item. You mean crew cut? September asked while they were shopping at a local farmer's market. His name is Justin. Fran elbowed her in the ribs. You don't mind, do you? Thank God Fran didn't have x-ray vision. Otherwise, she'd have seen the masses of bright green jealousy and black oily guilt dueling in the depths of her gut. After picking out some fruits, they headed towards the veggie section next to the media corner. A television was on showing protesters holding signs and bright, colorful tents as their backdrop. You were right, by the way, Fran whispered. Justin's love rocket is very yummy. Really? Love rocket? Why? 
what? He's got a great schwanz, and it should be aptly named. They both snorted as Fran pulled the sticker off a cucumber. She bit off the end and then started gnawing away. They both winced and laughed at the sudden phallic symbolism. Fran decided to wait until later to partake. Anyway, back to the subject of you and me. I thought maybe instead of just us, we could bring Justin into the mix. September was in a delicate state of ready-to-explode fuck mode. While her head was screaming, not for all the tea in China, her libido was screaming, yes! Is it what you really want? Not what he wants, but you? She had to be sure. Self-control might be a pile of rubble now, but could be easily rebuilt if there was the slightest inkling of hesitation from Fran. It's most definitely what I want. Before they could work out some of the finer details, the protesters were back on the TV screen. September was torn between wanting to continue the conversation and watch the news report. A tidy suit and skirt news reporter was interviewing another woman, sporting party favor sunglasses and wearing a pair of drastically short orange neon shorts and a smudged white baby doll t-shirt. Her hair was in a flat slept on one side, frizzy nest on the other side style, but she seemed fairly articulate for such a Walmart look. They listened while she spoke her political views and stated her request while waving a small flag. The reporter changed gears and asked the woman what she thought about the latest staggering number of suicides that seemed to be growing more and more every day across the nation. The woman stopped waving her flag. The corporations are crushing the working people and this is just an obvious reaction to the hopelessness because of the fat cats in Washington and their corporate greed. The reporter smiled. She'd gotten exactly what she hoped for, then turned to the camera. Investigators have found no obvious clues as to who or what is causing this strange phenomenon. Man, I heard about this, Fran said. September was digging in her purse to check the time on her phone. What if it's some rogue succubus? <laughs> September froze. Her phone slipped and hit the laminate floor. She felt herself go pale. Her feet were heavy, her hand shook, and her throat was suddenly bone dry. Haunting dreams flashed in her mind. She saw the abandoned man and remembered how he soul-sucked Fran to a lifeless husk. She wanted to weep and hold Fran. An incredible urge to protect Fran came over her. But why? They were only dreams. Hey, you okay? Fran touched her cheek. September pulled her friend into a crushing hug. I just don't know what I'd do without you, Fran. God, she sounded like a blubbering idiot. Geez, woman, no need to get all gushy. We can do that in the dark at your place. Fran winked. They walked quietly. What if Fran was right? It was crazy, probably even impossible. But what if? What would cause so many people all over the country to take their lives? She thought about the abandoned man, emaciated and yet so strong. She swallowed the hard knot in her throat. If a succubus absorbed a person's soul completely, they became terminally suicidal. What if he was real? But it was just dreams. Just dreams. 
Her body shuddered and Fran squeezed her arm tight in reassurance with a sidelong glance. Every night, the news reports described the thousands of people a day committing suicide. God, it was fucking eerie. Just dreams. September woke with a jolting start once again, slick with cold sweat and her heart pounding. It was a repeat dream. Rare, but she'd seen it all before. There was a mother crying, clutching one son to her breast protectively, while the other son was left naked and crying for his mother on a pile of old, rotting, sheared wool in the corner of a little primitive hut, and the odor was rank. She could feel the disgust as the mother looked on the helpless figure, at its startling lack of genitalia, its deformity, wondering how something like that could be born. For the first time, a man had entered this dream and pulled the woman to her feet. She'd called him Seth. He placed a loving hand with a familiar crescent-shaped mark on the back against her cheek. They were leaving, abandoning their child. While September slept, tears streamed down her face with great, silent, heaving sobs. The rest of the dream was irretrievable as she showered. It was finally the big day. She was sexually famished and sleep-deprived. Her nerves were a mess and she felt jittery. After today, she hoped the dreams and her guilt would go away and life would go back to normal. The house was empty. September's parents were in Carmel and the house was all hers. Now she waited. The clock ticked away the minutes one by one. Her sex drive was locked, cocked, and ready to soul-suck. The doorbell finally chimed at ten after one. With a last-minute wardrobe check in the hall mirror, she opened the door. Fran stood holding hands with Crewcut. Justin, September reminded herself. Something to help take the edge off, Fran said, and held up a bottle of red wine. She was wearing her usual jeans and t-shirt. He knows the rules, right? Yep, don't worry, he promised to stay out. Of you, anyway. Fran pulled off her hiking boots and thick socks. Then she pulled the hair tie that held her long golden curls back and winced. Ouch! Gotta hate that! She massaged her scalp, then plopped onto the edge of September's bed. Justin was still waiting downstairs. Dang, nice skivvies! September was wearing her finest lacy powder blues and matching bra, while Fran was sporting worn graying whites. Thanks! I see you dressed to impress, too. She wrinkled her nose. Aw, be nice, sweet cheeks, Fran said as she smacked September on the ass. They drank their first glass of red wine alone. She was finally relaxing and leaned back on an elbow. Fran's petite, athletic body moved next to her. She took a sip from her glass while twisting an index finger around a thick strand of golden hair then let it bounce along the length of her neck. While September considered her friend sexually, she became fixated on that golden coil that bobbed against Fran's skin. She wanted to run her tongue softly down Fran's neck until it reached the slight dip at her throat and then plant a soft kiss. Then she wanted to trace further down. Have you started? Fran asked. Not the way you might think, September said. 
It had been one hell of a dry spell, and she was ready. She sat up and leaned close to Fran, then pulled more bands of springy hair from behind her ears. The wine scented her breath and mixed with the smell of bar soap. It was a pleasant, clean scent. Fran was an ivory baby. As September parted her lips and leaned in, there was a knock. Hey, um, you didn't forget about me, did you? His voice sounded from behind the closed bedroom door. Justin must have used his sixth sense. His timing was impeccable. Fran started to get up. Hang on, September said. Big brown puppy dog eyes stared back. Fran blinked fast and her chest rose with quick breaths, but then suddenly her eyelids slowed. They became lazy and her breath calmed at the first effects of September's sexual essence. She sent it soft and seductively, the way she wanted to trace her tongue down Fran's neck. Fran whispered, Wow. Though she couldn't see it, the effects were obvious. Another interrupting knock came, and then the knob twisted. Thankfully, it had been locked. Hello? Justin sounded worried. The corners of September's mouth turned up. Even in her old, discolored underwear, Fran was cute and sexy in a messy, innocent way. You better let the poor guy in. He might start crying out there. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Fran got up, unlocked, and opened the door. Without a word to Justin, she returned to the bed. Wow! Justin said, barely hiding his relief after seeing them on the bed. He unbuttoned his jeans and then with clumsy feet got his legs out. When his shirt was off, he stood, waiting. Wow. His eyes absorbed every inch of bare skin and appreciated Fran's body, but lingered on September's. Her nose tilted up just a bit as she caught the faint scent of mildew in the air and nearly felt sick from it. He must have left his clothes in the wash too long. Fran was pecking and nipping at September's neck. She stroked her face and palmed her tits. The curly-headed vixen couldn't get enough. Oh my God, she panted. Justin was tall, well-built, and the proud owner of a very nice, very ample cock that was capable of producing a terrific abundance of cum. She stared at Justin's naked body and then his dick as she vividly recalled drinking from it. Fran's not-as-recently-manicured fingers were cool as they swept across the top of her exposed breasts and nibbled one of September's earlobes. The tiny etch of worry submerged at the distracting touch. She unclasped her bra and then Fran's. September scooted towards the center of the bed and then leaned back on both elbows. With a long, slender finger, she motioned for Fran, but kept a watchful eye on Justin as he moved in and sat on the edge of the bed. Why was she so worried? She'd soul-sucked him and two of his buddies at once. Whatever it was, she decided to ignore it, because Fran's little tits came dragging up her chest until they rested on top of hers. She lay on top, and some of her golden coils glided down like curtains around their faces. Big brown puppy dog eyes closed as she leaned down, her weight pressing as she kissed September's top lip and then her lower lip. This is better than I thought it was going to be. Then she opened her mouth as September pushed a little more essence towards her. Oh, God. Their tongues worked slowly. September brought a thigh between Fran's legs and applied pressure. 
Justin's hands sometimes went between the two of them, timing their movements to get a handful of breast. It didn't matter whose as he kissed Fran's shoulders and back, and the soft mounds of her little ass. The spring squeaked as he moved towards the end of the bed. A shift in Fran's weight suggested that her panties were being removed, and that September felt her lacy blues sliding down her thighs and past her ankles. Fran moved down, took a breast in her mouth, and suckled. The sight was beautiful. Justin went to the side of the bed and coaxed Fran to September's other breast, taking over the one she'd left behind for himself. He let her nipple go with a loud, smacking release of suction and took September's mouth. She remembered his technically perfect kisses and allowed him to work her lips and tongue, ignoring the unpleasant smell of mildew. Justin hesitated, as if guarding his territory before letting Fran in, but he finally gave way and guided Fran onto September again and stood at the end of the bed. Wow. He stood staring at two smooth pussies pressed together, clit to clit. He pushed Fran's cheeks up and then apart, and then squeezed them together around the pink and purplish length of his dick. You like those golden buns around that fuck Frank, Justin? Fran teased. The flow of essence had Fran in a spell and September watched, waiting. Her body was starved and ravenous for her friend's soul. She disregarded all the rules, all the laws. The low, purring sounds coming from Fran drove her into a frenzy. Fingers tightened around piles of golden hair as she pushed Fran's warm, wet mouth down. She cried out as her lips closed over her pussy. The dank, musty smell was forgotten. She watched Fran's face and mouth as she sucked and licked, then sent all of her flow, carefully aimed, and watched as the smoky white wisps circulated around her. Fran's lips were suctioned down hard. Her tongue wiggled against September's clit and then plunged into her hole. Fran's muffled words vibrated delightfully. Holy fuck! Justin was on his knees watching between coming up for air and going back down to Fran's ass. His nose rested just where her cheeks came together and his entire mouth disappeared but September could see his jaw working diligently. Both Justin and Fran were muzzled. Their muffled voices made her clit harden. She wrapped her legs around Fran's back and arched. When Fran broke away from between September's legs, her face was slick and shiny, and the tiniest beginnings of her essence appeared, like the short fingers of a brand new fire. September's eyes dilated. Her mouth opened to the wisps of soul instinctively in little flickers when she exhaled. Slowly, steadily, absorbing the sensual tendrils with a non-stop succubus breath, the short ribbons of Fran's soul grew longer. They floated through the air and into September's mouth. While September absorbed, Fran scrambled quickly back up and forced her mouth open and dove in for a deep kiss. She knew the cue for when her soul would be absorbed. A quick switch of intake from mouth to nose allowed September to kiss back. Justin pulled her ankles and brought both women closer to the edge of the bed. He draped her knees over his arms and planted his hands on the bed. 
Fran was bent just so that he had good access to her pussy. It was hard to know where to start first. September was sure that was the reason for his hesitation. But after a quick review of the previously discussed rules, he must have remembered what was allowed. He stopped pushing his cock against September's pussy and began nudging against the darker pink wet skin until Fran's delicate walls opened to him. First, his head entered. The tight ring around his tip made him gasp for air. The temperature difference was galvanizing. Instead of leaning on the bed, he rested his hands on the back of Fran's hips and watched as he spread her wide while he inserted the rest of his cock all the way in. Her weight increased the moment Justin entered Fran, and when her torso lifted up, tits, round and hanging, shook and dangled over September's face. The absorption never stopped as Fran's tits swayed with Justin's rhythm. With perfect timing, like getting ready to jump into a double-dutch jump rope game, and with quick lips, September captured a soft, puckered nipple. As Justin plunged inside Fran's pussy, September continued to suck her soul. And the moment she noticed the steamy-like flickers of Justin's essence emerge from his mouth, she breathed his in, too. One of Fran's hands was easily guided down. Between Justin's thrusts, September worked her hand into position, and then at the next thrust, two of her fingers pushed inside. Every time Justin plowed, so did Fran's fingers. Once again, September conducted a sexual symphony. The bed and rumpled covers were the stage. Every thrust was a perfect percussion. The bed springs squeaked the rhythm, and their voices the melody. To her surprise, Fran rose up, turned a little and began kissing Justin, but her fingers stayed inside to twist and strum. Justin's thrusts quickened. His balls swung between Fran's legs as his cock lifted her higher until her arm was fully extended. September quickly grabbed Fran's wrist with both hands and held her in place. She watched as Fran's tongue stretched to reach Justin's mouth, and then the flow of their souls combined and thickened. It was almost time. She breathed in deeper and rocked her hips against Fran's hand as the two dynamic fingers inside wriggled and banged her pussy. Justin's face began to turn red with strain, and Fran's abdomen tightened, but her fingers never stopped. Her puppy dog browns now looked directly into September's almond violets. That was all it took. Justin's deep voice mixed with Fran's high-pitched pants, and September bucked a couple more times, holding Fran's wrist. September looked at them, at their sexual beauty, and noticed that Justin's mouth was opened, not in an orgasmic manner, but as though he knew. His eyes were open. He was looking directly at her. But she was caught up in the rapture until the very last ribbon of essence was absorbed. The tendrils of their souls were expelled as they came. September was toweling her hair dry. Fran was already tucked in the bed. She was staying the night. Thanks, she said after a jaw-cracking yawn. You're welcome, September said. She felt so relaxed and was happy the mildew smell was finally gone, too. That reminded her as she crawled under the covers. She must have imagined that Justin was intentionally aiming his essence at her. He had to be. Fran wouldn't have told him. 
It was only eight in the evening, but the emotional buildup that had plagued her for so long had finally broken away. She was looking forward to a peaceful, dreamless night's sleep. It was incredible. I can't describe it. Fran yawned and beamed at the same time. And now I feel like I could sleep for a year. September snuggled down and chuckled. Me too. She was adjusting her pillow when the doorbell rang. Who could that be? Fran grumbled. Maybe Justin forgot something. They got up and headed downstairs. The doorbell chimed again. Fran smiled. Keep your shirt on, Romeo. September opened the door. Two women were standing there, one dressed in army fatigue cutoffs and a dark brown shirt. Her dog tags glimmered in the porch light. The other woman wore a long white flowing dress with flowing long sleeves and several strands of tiny seashells around her slender neck and each of her wrists. It was odd that there would be two women at the door, but what really blew the icing off the cake was their hair. They each had long, wavy hair down past their waists, and the color was astounding. The woman in shorts had bright, pearly green hair, and the other, a dark marine blue. The scent of deep forest and the salty sea flowed to her nostrils. Are you September Goodman? The woman in cutoffs asked. Yes, who's asking? I'm Lexi. This is Beline. We need your help. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Caraway. The water is shining, rescue me. The water is freezing, rescue me. I'm caught between, caught between the sun and the sea. I'm caught between. I'd like to thank the following musical artists. Mesk, Donnie Drost, Grapes, Dronment, Fireproof Babies, Malaventura, Iliki, Chris Zabriskie, Alex Barosa, and the featured credit song Rescue Me by Dokashitaru, featuring Care Trous. I also want to give special thanks to Jeff Kendall of Grapes for being such a big help with the music on the Succubus series. If you guys want to hear some good trip-hop, check out his YouTube page, Smoke Grapes. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to help support the show. And when you go to adamandeve.com, enter my code, KISSME, at checkout. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you soon.
stupid fish. Vended her from losing... My stomach is growling. 